Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Polat. Welcome to this. I always say it's a special episode. They're all special, but th- this one is sort of a timely episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about the past week and where I've been. I've been in Washington, D.C., recording basically from election night until yesterday, last night, uh, when the election results in the U.S. were announced. So I want to talk a little bit behind the scenes about that, and we're really going to just focus on that for for this episode. Uh, just a couple of other things that are going on. There are two videos regarding the election. I just uploaded the last one, so these are some really quick edits, and I want to talk about <laughs> editing on the fly like that. Um, and it comes at a really strange time. I just upgraded, basically I upgraded to a pretty specced out uh, MacBook Pro, so I'm, I'm I'm rocking the new 16-inch MacBook Pro, but unfortunately, what happened was the machine that I got from Apple was just a mess. It kept rebooting, it kept crashing, it just couldn't stay, it just couldn't stay stable. And so I was trying to figure this out. So I got in touch with Apple. Um, I you know obviously did the the usual stuff, reinstalled the operating system, and so on. And they told me, oh yeah, uh, this is a known problem with some 16-inch MacBook Pros, so just do a return. I initiated the return procedure, and uh, of course they don't have the the memory available. Uh, so they don't have the memory stick I need available. I think this is probably due to COVID and, and the slowing down of of shipments and, and all that kind of stuff. So I got sent a loaner, which was basically half, half the machine. <laughs> half the machine that I originally had. Um, it's been fairly stable. It does some weird things as well, but like the camera doesn't work. That that was really that's kind of a problem. Um, and there are just certain other issues that are happening with this machine. So hopefully you can hear this audio. I don't even know if it's picking up the microphone, but hopefully it is. Um, and hopefully I can get uh, set up properly set up before now and the next episode. But it's not looking likely. Anyway, enough ranting about that. Um, Enough ranting about that, but that was just sort of something that, uh, you know, I guess made, uh, I want to say more complicated or just sort of complicated things when I was editing on the fly. So let's rewind back to last Tuesday. It was election day uh, in the United States. And I think there was a pretty good feeling at the time that the results wouldn't come in, you know, on Tuesday. Um but I wanted to see what it was like around the White House. I wanted to see, you know, if there were celebrations, protests, demonstrations, all of the above. Um, so I arrived in the city around 4 p.m. There was a Black Lives Matter protest scheduled. Um, so I showed up and there weren't a lot of people right in front of the White House. And when I say right in front of the White House, the the uh, the area in front of the White House, there are these massive, uh, you know, I want to say four meter tall fences that just go around the the entire of entirety of basically Lafayette Park which is a park that's right in front of the White House normally you can go there's another set of fences that you can you know go up to so you're a lot closer but these were really far back I mean you can barely see the White House Um, and it's and that whole fence is covered in signs with what people think about that fence but uh uh, so it's pretty far back and then I tried to go around I just wanted to see how far that fence was going and it goes all the way from the White House. Basically, you know, I want to say, when I say White House, it basically goes from uh, the the church that's near the White House all the way to to the mall. 
it goes around uh, a couple of other government buildings. It goes all the way down to the mall. The mall is where uh, it's sort of the area in between the Capitol building and the Washington Monument. <clears throat> Excuse me. It has. It's been a, a long, long week. Uh, and just talking and talking and talking. And uh, there you go. So anyway, um, so yeah, so the the fence just goes all the way around. It was pretty pretty crazy uh, to see the White House in that situation. So I went around filming, and uh, there was a pretty celebratory feel around around the White House. But I don't know if you've seen that video, but a lot of the people were they were I'd say characters. Uh, there were a lot of uh, I'd say a lot of a high portion of unusual people. Um, perhaps there. It wasn't all about the election. Maybe it was, but everybody was there for another reason, uh, one reason or another. So it was pretty interesting to to get to talk to, just talk to people. And that was kind of my goal. I figured, you know, how can I, you know, what's what's the the story here? And I think the story is why people showed up in front of in front of the the White House on on election night. Um, and I was surprised. I really thought it would be a much more sort of monotone reason, but there were people there for all sorts of reasons. A lot of people there. Uh, Jesus was a big theme, so a lot of people were there um, for religious reasons. Uh, there was one guy there who was there for supporting Donald Trump. He was very into Donald Trump and uh, the hip hop community. So um, he, all these, all these people are on the video. So you can you can take a look. Um, but uh, you know, one question I got, people were asking me, so, you know, so how did you interview these people? How did you approach people? And, um, basically real simple. I just went up to them and I said, you know, Hey, how are you? Do you mind if I ask you what brought you out tonight on camera? That was pretty much it. You know, that, that doesn't take a lot really of, you know, most people, there's two types of people, really. There, there are people, when they see the camera and the microphone, they want to talk. And, you know, so they'll they'll talk. There are the people who are a little bit, you know, they can't decide. Um, there's a small percentage of those people who are like, ah, on the fence. So, but most, or most people just say flat out no. And uh, that night, I'd say most people were a solid yes. So most people fall into that camp. I think there are a lot of people that, you know, they see a camera and a microphone, they want to say what they want to say. Um, and then a lot of other people just don't want to be on on camera, which is which is totally fine. Um, you know, so yeah, it was that was pretty easy to talk to. I, I, I wish I had a different lens that that night. I wish I had a wider angle lens to really capture what was going around as I was interviewing people. And uh, sorry about the sound on that first video as well. So I basically shot everything in auto. So I, I don't normally shoot footage in auto. So I, I adjust the color myself. Usually I shoot in a, a flat color profile. Uh, the audio is what it is. And then I usually adjust the aperture, the shutter speed. I do all of that stuff manually. I adjust the ISO, which adjusts the exposure. I do all of that manually and so that I can fix it later in post. But I figured... Uh, on the election night video and then the video that came out yesterday from the celebrations that I wouldn't have time to do that. I wanted to get these videos out as quick as possible. Normally when I shoot a video, you know, the editing process is somewhere between four and eight hours. Uh, so it takes a while for me to 
to get through, color correct, and so on. But these I knew were going to be a quick turnaround. So on election night, I went around, interviewed people. Um, and then, you know, around 11, I think 10 or 11, took a little break uh, to eat, <coughs> um, get some water to just sort of relax. And you know, I'd been out there for a couple hours. I had my backpack with all my gear on. I, I didn't realize that my back was a, a little bit sore. It's still a little bit sore. Um, and then I started heading back toward, basically toward in front of the White House. So it's Black Lives Matter Plaza. And as I was going there, a lot of people were warning me off and saying, you know, if you don't want to get tear gas, this is not the time to go. Um, and I had to walk there actually to to the hotel that I was staying at. So I had to walk through there. Um, but what's interesting was, this is kind of behind the scenes, and I don't know what to make of this. You know, there were a lot of, I want to say younger people dressed, you know, with goggles. Everyone's covered up, you know, with masks. It was a little bit unusual, but I just see people running through the alleys. And, you know, I don't know what to make of that, but, you know, my interpretation was it didn't look like the people who were arriving again at midnight were there to celebrate, to demonstrate, to protest. You know, I felt that there was a different vibe going on. And it's really hard to say, but there was things were getting a little bit more chaotic at that time. And later on in the evening, I found out that around 2 or 3 a.m., uh, three people were arrested uh, for beating up somebody who had a, a Make America Great Again shirt. I think that was that was the case. But they were beating up, you know, a, a basically a, a Trump supporter. Um, but as I was going, in addition to these, sort of the younger crowd, on a corner, there was a a guy with a Virginia state flag. So we had a Virginia state flag and three other guys who were older. I mean, they were kind of sort of graying hair, you know, and large, very tall and just big, big guys. And they looked like they were out for trouble. I mean, they, I mean, they had a look in their face that did not make me feel comfortable. It was unusual. And I, I wish, I kind of almost wish I had stuck around i would love to ask them what they were doing there <laughs> but they did not look like the friendliest folks so i decided not to uh, and then i decided to go back and edit so i figured all right it's around midnight it's around 12 30 people are saying you know stay away it didn't look too chaotic but the amount of police that had arrived at that point was a lot i mean it, the, the police had closed off many 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 blocks around this area but that area sort of sort of started to kind of close in so the areas were still blocked off, but the police presence seemed to kind of close in just around the square. And I, I decided, you know, I don't, I don't think anything good is going to come out of this situation at this point. And uh, so I left. And uh, apparently it wasn't too chaotic. I, I mean, there were a couple of arrests, but it wasn't the, the massive chaos that people were expecting. So I returned to my hotel room. I'm like, okay, I'm going to edit this video. Um, and during that time, uh, President Trump started speaking at 2 a.m. So I watched that in the middle of the edit to see what, what was happening and, and to see if whether or not his remarks would, would cause a change in what was going on outside. But uh, And I was so close. I was actually so close to, you know, to Black Lives Matter Square that you know, I could hear things outside from my hotel room. I was right there. So, um, you know, it, none of it sounded like, all right, this is, you know, it just sounded like police sirens and a lot of chaos. 
really kind of, uh, you know, I figured, all right, there's, there's no point in me going out there at this point. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that edit, all in auto, there's no color corrections, there's no audio corrections. Well, there are audio corrections, but uh, that edit took about, I want to say, two and two, closer to three hours, two or three hours, which is a really fast turnaround. Um, for those of you who asked me, hey, why didn't you put subtitles in the video? The reason was time constraints. I also didn't have the headphones that I normally use to edit. So I have uh, these Audio-Technica MX50 BT, which I use, which gives a very flat but clear sound profile so I can hear what's happening. So I can hear, you know, I can take the raw audio and then I can try to boost up people's uh, dialogue and then turn down the background noises and so on. But uh, I didn't have those with me, so I was using the speakers of the MacBook Pro, which is, if you have the 16-inch Mac Pro, it, they are by far the best laptop speakers you can get. I mean, they're amazing. They're incredible. I, I can't believe it's almost real. Uh, so I use those to edit, which I never do. I always edit with headphones regularly. So I apologize for the lack of subtitles and the amount of background noise. I mean, it was a very difficult area to to sort of interview people in because it was there were just so many people, so loud. Um, there was so much music, so much stuff going on. And then as this is happening, you know, I'm trying to keep the person in frame, but I'm also trying to keep, um, you know, I'm kind of getting bumped into. So I'm trying to keep that managed and uh, trying to listen to what the person's saying. Um, so it's, 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 a uh, it, it was a little bit tricky on the audio side. And I'm not, I'm not sure the audio came out as, as good as it could have, could have come out. But uh, that's a lesson for all of you who might be getting into making videos or whatever. There's one thing I've learned, a good microphone is so much more important than a good camera. You you can recover bad footage. You you can really do a lot with bad footage. Audio is a lot more difficult. I use the DAD D3 Pro, um, which is a excellent microphone. I used to use the Rode microphones. Side note, ranting here about Rode. I, I, I don't like the microphones. I feel like they, they're a little bit too hot, which means that they, they kind of get too much information. So there's a lot more I have to kind of filter out. And I don't feel like they're as directional as this DAD D3 is. Um, so what I mean by that is this DAD D3 really just picks up what's immediately in front of it and a little bit from what's directly behind it, which is 99% of the time, me. Um, so, and I feel like the roads pick up a little bit more of the what's going on around the microphone, which generally I don't want. So it helped me a lot. And I I really just used a compressor on the audio and was able to put it out. So I basically just tried to level all the audio, level the, you know, the, the loud parts and the quiet parts. And I think it turned out decent, especially if you listen uh, with with headphones. But that, that was the editing process. I was up till about 4, 4.30. Obviously, after I edit it, I've got to then render it. Thankfully, I have this uh, much faster laptop that didn't take too long and then upload it. And the hotel I was staying at had incredible Wi-Fi. And the speeds of the Wi-Fi were absolutely incredible. I was able to get the video uploaded in about 30, 40 minutes, which is pretty fast. I think the final file size was about five or six gigabytes. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Then when the video is uploaded to YouTube, it takes YouTube some time to process that video. And then I go to sleep. Well, then I posted on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, and then I go to sleep. So that was that. That was that day. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was really fun. But I think, you know, toward the end of the night, uh, people were looking a little bit it despondent. You know, there were a lot of, uh, there were enough people, as, as you saw in the video, who were supporting Donald Trump there. But I'd say it was mostly a Biden crowd, like 90 percent you know like reflecting basically how the votes turned out in washington dc anyway it's i think it was 93 percent for joe biden uh so you know it was a de definitely a biden crowd and i think before you know that night that election night all of the mail-in ballots um, absentee ballots and so on hadn't really been counted and because of that it was showing you know donald trump with this big lead and and people were pretty down i have to say you know it was a uh, eating uh, at one of the nearby bars and restaurants and outside and they had this tv that was showing you know the election results coming in and people were pretty bummed out you know i mean there were a couple of people who were pretty happy but most people were pretty pretty bummed out at the results now fast forward a couple of days to yesterday to saturday which is november 7th so the election was november 3rd so november 7th there were a couple of states still in play i won't go through how the electoral college works in the United States, if you don't know, but essentially the the TLDR version is um, the, the election results are based on how many points you get from every state. Yeah, I know it's electoral votes, whatever. Let's just call it points. I mean, that's really what it is. You know, you if you win a state, you get a certain number of points based on that state's population. So you let's say you, you get more votes in Florida, you get whatever, 20 points or something. Uh, where we are, where we were on Friday night and Saturday was basically there were just a couple of states. If Joe Biden had, you know, wins Pennsylvania, then it's done. If he wins Nevada and Arizona, then he wins. You know, he gets enough, he gets enough electoral votes that you know he gets a majority of electoral votes and it's over. So, uh, you know, about noon or eleven a.m. Uh, on Saturday, Pennsylvania is called. It's called for Joe Biden. That gives him the clear victory in the presidential race and uh, then Washington DC, Philadelphia, a whole bunch of cities transform into big, big parties. I've never seen Washington DC like this. I've never seen most cities like this. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a time when an entire city was this out of control in and a good out of control. I want to say people were really happy. I mean, the last thing I can think of is when I was in Vancouver, like eight years ago, and uh, the hockey team, excuse me, I don't remember the hockey hockey team name, sorry, Canadians, um, they had won the championship, and the entire city, especially as people flooded out of the stadium, turned into one massive party. And that's really the last time that I remember where I was in an event like that. But, you know, this was nuts. I mean, on election night, I'd say there were like 500 to 1,000 people at most at any given time in the area. And... You know, I figured, oh, I can just kind of show up kind of near the hotel where I was staying and then just walk like I did before. But now that area of closed streets was probably twice as big. So I had a little bit more walking to do. And I was like, oh, okay, that's strange. The weather was unusually warm in the city. It's it's November. It should be cold. But it was a solid 70 degrees Fahrenheit, about 20 degrees Celsius, which is very unusual uh, for this area at this time of the year. A lot of people were out. Uh, so I'm walking basically from the mall. So basically that area that was abandoned, you know, there were no people. As I was trying to walk around the White House on election night, basically that area was full 
full of people. You know, they were just full of people. Some people, you, you know, tourists are hanging out on the mall. Some people are going in front of the White House to see what's going on. It was just, I don't know how many people were there, but it, it, I, I don't even know if the video I posted today captures how crowded it was. It was just so full of people. It was a massive party. There were just music and dancing and these clusters just sort of on every block. Um, everybody was just really happy. I mean, and I, I, obviously people were happy because Joe Biden won. I think they're more happy that Donald Trump is not going to be the president of the United States for much longer. But, you know, I, I was telling uh, some friends that I, I think a lot of it, too, is almost like this release of 2020. You know, 2020 has just sucked like bad. I mean, you know, this has been a rough year for a lot of people for the world. Um, and and we haven't really had collectively, I think just all of us, wherever we happen to be, we haven't had this collective release that we can just kind of go, whew, you know, just kind of, okay, let's just take a break. And this was kind of it. Uh, I, I think at least for Washington, D.C., maybe for the United States, but it was just kind of this, you know, the celebration was, yes, that Donald Trump lost the election, but also I think on top of that, the celebration was, let's just celebrate something that's good in 2020. Now, obviously, if you, you know, if you're not happy with the, the presidential, the result, uh, it's not a celebration for you, but I think if you are, as most people were in at least in the city, uh, I think on top of that was, you know, we need this. Like we just, man, this has been a rough year. Let's just celebrate. And um, yeah, and people were celebrating, drinking in the streets, uh, you know, smoking in the streets. Uh, it is uh, uh, decriminalized in Washington D.C. So uh, yeah, it was just a big, really big party. I feel like it was almost a 2020, you suck. A lot of people that I talked to were like, we know, we know this is, you know, the election. Okay, this is just the beginning of whatever change we want to see. But also, this is still 2020 and who knows what's going to happen, <laughs> you know? I mean, forget about politics. It's 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, people were out. As far as social distancing, most people were wearing masks. Most people were not. There was no social distancing. Just, you know, but I... I it was probably not the the best environment for that, but um, otherwise the atmosphere was just really nice. It was just nice to be around people that were very happy and were just relaxed. And that's why the video that I put out, I I I didn't, you know, I thought I, I thought about interviewing people again, talking to people on camera, but I felt that those scenes, the music, the dancing, the jubilation, I felt should speak for themselves more than, um, you know, there's nothing I felt that I could add on top of that, either with my sort of, uh, um, you know, I guess my sort of narration or other people's, it, I think it's pretty clear the mood that people were in and uh, the party went pretty much uh, well late, like late. And uh, today's Sunday, I'm recording this quick one, like I said, uh, I don't know if there will be more celebrations today, but I, I assume so, given that the weather is also going to be very nice. But um, I just wanted to put out this quick little episode of the podcast. It's not very well thought out or planned. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes, some of the questions that people were asking me 
but if you have any questions that I can, you know, we can maybe do a Q&A on the next uh, episode of the podcast. If you have any questions about this or anything else, just let me know at Twitter, at Fox Nomad. You can email me, whatever. Anyway, you, you'll hear from me. So let me know if you have any questions specifically about that. Uh, the podcast, by the way, speaking of the podcast, thank you all of you. Uh, last last week, no, two weeks ago, I found out that we hit the top 50 in Apple in podcasts under tech. So that is always nice. That is the, who that's maybe the fourth or fifth time that the Fox Nomad podcast has hit the top 50 of Apple. And uh, that is just, I mean, that's just, I, I don't even, I, all I can say is thank you. It's just a huge, it's just a massive honor, really, to have everybody support the podcast, um, that you find this interesting. Uh, I, you know, the podcast is one of the easiest and hardest things that I do because I, you know, I like this free form. I like having guests on, I like being able to go in depth in topics. Uh, but sometimes we have episodes like this where, you know, it's just me. And, uh, I, I always hope that, that I'm at least entertaining or helping you hit that goal, which is travel smarter, which is the goal of everything that Fox Nomad does. I mean, the site, and you know, I'm not calling myself, I mean, I guess we should talk about that name. Maybe that's a good episode topic, where the name Fox Nomad came from. But anyway, thank you very much uh, for all of your support. If you haven't already and you're still listening, please, please, please do give uh, the podcast five stars wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so on. It really does help uh, spread the word about the podcast. I've got a lot of episodes coming up. They're gonna be, it's it's going to be busy and a lot of videos coming up. Between now and the end of the year, it is in full gear, full business. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode.